This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Del Warwick as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine and Atticus, along with the last surviving Stormtrooper in their team, are escaping into the Hive pursued by the Redacted. Meanwhile, Morgan and Eli both manage to get into the back room of the Chlorine Wing before a strike team bursts through the front door. Can Atticus and Valentine hire a new ally while Eli and Morgan escape new foes? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. An Overheard Conversation in a Dark Alley Look, Gibson, it's truly not you. It's it's me. I, I just I, I simply don't need a swashbuckler on the team anymore. You understand, of course. It, it was it was nice you added color and, and flavor uh, to our escapades, but well Son, have you considered learning the word stealth? Rest of the recording is obscured by loud, uproarious weeping. Atticus and Valentine, uh, you are facing down Gibson Offenlander, notorious swashbuckler and a uh, a, a loyalist of, of note. Um as I've described, he's uh, sort of a Carrie looking guy, a uh, very flamboyant outfit, uh, and uh, he's uh, he's drawn down on you, um, being somewhat concerned about uh, the, the nature of things. Um, but you see his eyes go wide um, as as Valentine, you you make your your grand pronouncement, um, and he looks uh, confused, uh, but also hopeful. Uh, Hope fused, if you will, um, as he uh, kind of like his gun like lowers a little bit, so it's no longer pointed at your head. Um, the uh, uh, Kotzgar is like like a cat ready to pounce. Like she's just like her entire body is like a wound spring. Unfortunately, because um, Gibson has drawn down on you, like she knows the situation is bad. But like this is the kind of person she came prepared to put down. Um, so you can tell she's she's having a real moment. Um, but uh, uh, Valentine, you of course have, have made your pronouncement that you're hiring. Um, what do you do? I just flash the rosette, play it super fucking casual. Like like there's no way this guy's gonna shoot me. Also, he's got a refractor field on, so he's a little bit more confident than he might otherwise be. And just be like, this is Colonel Atticus Viss, and this is Sergeant Kostkar of the Inquisitorial Stormtroopers. We can guarantee your position uh, working alongside us, or if you don't want to do that for long term, you can stay at the fortress. However, we need to keep moving. There's an army of redacted after us. Truly. The redacted. My old nemesis. They find us even here, hmm? nipping at your heels. Worry not, Inquisitor. 
Gibson off and Helander has you. Come! Um, and with a flourish of his cape, uh, just a full sweep, full up and over here, uh, you know, like Batman would be envious. Um, he takes off um, running uh, in that way where his cape is flapping up behind him um, as, as dramatically as possible. Um, and uh, he just like, he, he takes he takes off at like a, a proper musketeer jog. And then he kind of slows and looks back over his shoulder to make sure that uh, that you're all following. Uh, Valentine, the moment he turned, I'd be like, Costco, is that the way we want to go? Um, and she uh, kind of, nods panicked um still figuring out whether or not she should just shoot this clown in the back um and <laughs> says uh well um generally yes more so than back so perfect always let's kill him follow. later let's mm-hmm. follow and then we can steer uh, and then he's just gonna kind of start taking off after him if this guy wants to move like a hero away from combat he's on board valentine's good Excellent. Well, move like a hero away from combat. You do. Um, the uh, the four of you um, sort of take off, and um, I is caning, as it were. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, just just caning right right out of there. <laughs> Don't worry, the written account will be much better. Uh, as long as um, Sola's not involved. <laughs> so he's doing uh, he's doing like the full Andy Dwyer uh, being Burt Macklin thing, where he's just like anything he can shoulder roll over. He can uh, if he can like. You know, like a uh, hobby horse leap over something uh, he does. You get the sense there's probably like an orchestral theme playing in his head um, as uh, as he does all of this. Um, Kotzgar, uh, and I imagine Valentine and Vis, you're just taking the more direct route, which is like just stepping around these things, which takes honestly slightly less time and less effort. Um, but he is uh, he's really uh, making a show of it. Um, and finally, um, as you kind of continue to weave through, and you can hear the opposing forces behind you, right? Like you can hear uh, the redacted uh, sort of mobsters like making their way through. You hear occasional um, uh, Laz fire as they're doing the like, you know, hey, look, some lumpy, I don't know, lumpy clothes, shoot it. Nope, nothing. All right, move on. Um, but unfortunately, again, having not got a proper look at any of you um, in the sort of large food court area, um, they don't. They don't have a direct line to you, right? They know this is the general vicinity you're in, but they're not like, you know, exactly hot on your heels because I rolled really badly for that. Um, so um, as he leads you forward, uh, finally, uh, you come to um, just like a heavy metal door and it's got like some posters just shellacked over the the, the back of it um, that are uh, uh, clearly like band posters um, that sort of thing. Um, and he, he just says, this is a fine place to wet one's whistle. And I'm thinking that perhaps we could take a refuge in here until we figure out a better course of action. Allow me to do the secret knock. Um, and he glowers at, uh, Kotskar and Atticus, uh, clearly not wanting to do it for anyone but the Inquisitor. What do you do, Atticus? Uh, I say, uh, is this the claw and wing? Why, yes. I'll do the secret knock. And I just punch the door open. (laughs) Uh, And it's just like, in slow motion, the fist goes by his hand. um, And just like, uh, door gets uh, punched off and in. um, Which is uh, very alarming and disturbing uh, for the two guys on guard in that back room. 
Uh, but also perhaps for you, Morgan, crouching in that back room uh, as your your back door uh, explodes inward off its hinges um, and uh, slams uh, into uh, one of the, uh, the sort of like uh, storage racks. Um, so immediately, uh, canned goods fly everywhere. Um, glass bottles shatter. Um, there's just kind of uh, complete chaos. Um, uh, the two redacted uh, immediately like turn on on the gap. Um, and just start hosing fire into it. Um, like they just, uh, there's no hesitation on their their end because they they kind of know their business. Uh, we'll figure out what happens to uh, Atticus and the party in a moment. Uh, Morgan, I'm curious about what your reaction is uh, as this happens. You've been kind of waiting for an appropriate moment. You're also waiting on Eli uh, to mm-hmm. make his way out. Um, you don't know how wildly successful he's been out there, but we <laughs> sure as shit do. Um, heavy, uh, heavy blaster fire is, uh, or sorry, heavy bolter fire is just ripping up, uh, the front of the bar, but, um, you're, you're, you're sure either he's fine or you'll just do the thing you always do, which is survive. Uh, so Morgan, what do you do in this moment? Yeah, I think it's take stock of the situation. And then, uh, is this door between her exit? Cause she wanted to go further into the back room to try and figure out like where they came from, where the exit is. So it's a matter of, are they blocking? Is the exit for her now blocked? So kind of, yeah. So basically this door was beyond uh, the hole that they'd born. uh, They they bored like a a hole into your your delivery chute. Um, This is the back door to the bar. This is just straight Mm -hmm. up your your back door into the alley. Um, So it's beyond um, the delivery chute um, a little bit. So the chute is still accessible and it's still open. Um, I think the way I'm imagining it, there's like a little office back there. There's like the delivery chute. Uh, and then there's kind of the back door a couple feet uh, away from that. So it's not like it's completely blocked. The door didn't like comedically fall over onto it like a video game that's just blocking your path arbitrarily. Um, and honestly, if your goal is the delivery chute, this is drawing them away from that, which is what they were guarding. Like they, 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 if they were like on either side, they've now had to kind of turn as this door comes blasting in and kind of rush. They weren't on either side. They're not flanking the door. They're just like uh, wildly opening fire into it. Uh, so that's kind of what you're seeing mm-hmm. um, as you hear the front room get get just annihilated with uh, with bolter rounds. Yeah, I think at this point it is stealth. It is trying to stay in the shadows, maybe climbing up on top of one of those shelving units mm-hmm. and trying to stay near the the shady, dark edges of the room. But it's like, let all these people fucking kill each other. Just find a corner to hide in and wait it out and hope that Eli isn't dead is basically, that's it. Okay, so all it's, right. It's more hide and more hiding and more recon of just like, that. not my fucking problem. Yeah, not your Batmobile. Okay, I love that. Let's... uh. I think your stealth is is kind of already established and I think well-established at this mm-hmm. point for this particular encounter. So I'd like to instead deal with the climbing up piece. Sure. Um, because I don't doubt that under normal circumstances, Morgan could just do this with with no problems. But this is a like a a, 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 a sneaking mission climb um, during a, an intense scenario. And I've watched enough horror and or adventure movies to know that there's a lot of shit that can slip uh, when you step on it. Uh, and then Timmy has to run and hide in the oven or whatever, like Jurassic Park. So let's go with, um, I feel like athletics is probably the way to go here. Um, but I would take athletics and agility if you want over athletics oh, and brawn. I would love that. That would I, be I wonderful. Feel like, I feel like you're not a, I'm going to like murder my way up this wall if you think <laughs> yeah. i'm going to 
climb this intelligently. Correct. Um, yeah. So athletics and agility. Okay, I've got that. And my difficulty? Um, difficulty, I'm going to say, is only three. It would be lower, except for all the drama drama. Um, mm. And also your, your, your shelves are full of stuff. Yes. Uh, but it's also a shelving unit. Like, it's very easy to climb. Uh, you mm -hmm. don't need to, to work too hard for it. Um, I'm going to say setback from um, trying to do this stealthily. Mm -hmm. um, so not loudly. Um, and a, uh, a further setback um, that I'm just basically going to label as, like, chaos. Like, between them <laughs> shooting and the occasional, like, chunk of the back of the bar that's blowing inward um, from... Because, like, heavy bolter... Like, bolters are bad enough. Like, a heavy mm -hmm. bolter is, like, bad news bears. Like, that's, like, rip up rip up your your vehicles and your your you know hearty kids Completely. so i think it's just like there's enough shit exploding back here that it's it's mm -hmm. a, a bit mm -hmm. of a problem for you um i will however give you a boost for this being like your turf uh mm -hmm. you've you spent a lot of time back here you you know you know again you don't have to work too hard for this you kind of know what's up um and um we are currently sitting, I believe, at two and three in my favor. I'm not going to spend anything on this. Okay. I'm not going to spend anything either because I think this is more like a just her gut instinct of mm -hmm. what she does instantly and is not a calculated move. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I like that. I think that makes sense for her. All right. Rolling dice. Four advantages, two failures. Oh. Oh, shit. Uh. Okay. <laughs> that is too really much chaos chaos uh all right that is super strange but i kind of dig it um okay so del i'm gonna say that um morgan and as morgan begins to, to climb let's just fully lean on these these heavy bolter rounds because i feel like they're a nightmare mm -hmm. um one a lucky shot like blasts through the door behind you and blows the legs off the side of the um uh the the, the shelves you're climbing so i think as you're starting to go up it's just like you know round comes in blows just a, a crater in the floor blows off uh the legs and kind of like a big chunk of the thing um and immediately you're kind of swung out and around um mm. the uh it comes clattering down um it's a big mess with your advantage i'll say you don't get pinned under it uh, okay. Instead, gets caught on another um, another shelf, so it's one of those awkward like it doesn't do the full hilarious domino thing <laughs> from the mummy. It just does a partial one of those, crunches into it, creates um, kind of an awkward uh, um, I don't know triangle um, for yeah, like you to, a, like to kind a of ramp almost. Yeah, almost uh, of of shelving. So it's a mess. You can pop up through it. You can slide up behind it. But with your advantage, uh, you don't get pinned under it. That said, one of the two guys who's hosing the the door with um, shots uh, does see you. Like he mm -hmm. he he fully eyes you. Um, but he's still fire. He's blind firing right now. So I'm going to have to play that out. And then based on that role, I'll see if he turns and actually confronts you. This is going to be a really messy combat. So just like <laughs> yeah. buckle up buckaroos. Um, Close quarters in a bar Buck with like two yeah. different parties, with complete, <laughs> like four different parties with completely different agendas. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. Yes. Um, okay, cool. So uh, Morgan, we're going to leave you there um, okay. alive, but um, under, uh, under some shelving rut row. Um, uh, Eli, uh, where we last left you, you'd managed to hit the deck as, uh, as the fire opened up, uh, you, you watched, uh, passively 
as your best customers were were completely obliterated uh and and you tactically you, tactically me. obliterated <laughs> uh and you booted uh poor Dorbus Horbus uh in the face as as you you scampered away um so you're currently making your escape. Oh yeah, he was like doing like a take me with you. Yeah, yeah, like, he wanted yeah. your help because he trusts you. Uh and that was his mistake. Um so you uh you crunched his nose, kicked him in the face. Left him to die, uh, and now you're you're crawling uh, towards the back room. Is, is there anything? Um, are you trying to take any of these guys out, or is it literally just like does not want? Nope, it's literally just like get out. This is not my fight. Other people are fighting. I don't need to be involved. I don't really care about this bar. Let's just save my own ass and Ad- Morgan along the way. Admittedly, you did drink the top shelf stuff like a long time ago, so there's yeah. nothing left worth saving yeah Great. and i was um, collecting uh also my other yes uh, like yeah. you get your weapons along the way yeah absolutely all that shit so i think we'll say laura that your um uh your go bag is actually stashed just be like once you get out of the bar um just behind the like when you enter the back room where where morgan is and where, where this fight is happening um just kind of tucked behind a shelf immediately off that door so if you had to get back you could but if someone was looting the bar they wouldn't immediately see it so yeah. you, you have access to all your stuff um, it is in in like a I think we'll say like probably like a professional I'm thinking like it's, assassins. It's one uh, of those like black like thick canvas bags. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, with, you can quietly unzip. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 great. So you you slide that out uh, just in time. Um, you know your eyes are uh, adjusting to the the darkness back here. Uh, just in time to see the shelving unit come down, uh, the door come flying in, blast a bunch of canned goods into your face uh, as um, uh, two two clowns start shooting, uh, and then you see Morgan and, and the shelf come down. What do you do? Um, uh, where am I in relation to where shots are being fired? Um, so they are. And is uh, Morgan in like? Is there a line of fire between Morgan and myself? No, Morgan's, uh, luckily, by having fallen off the shelf. So basically, the way to think of this room is like, if you think of a, a large rectangular kind of um, pantry, uh, kind of bar back room, um, Morgan has fallen to your left um, yep. under under some, some shelves. Um, ahead of you are kind of like three racks of just various like glassware, that sort of thing, canned goods. Um, off to the right um, are the kind of like big kegs, which of course mm-hmm. are 40k kegs, so they're like heavy metal and have skulls, um, but are also in bad disrepair. They would have been very expensive um, when Kanehurst imported them, but now they're neither of you has done the work to keep them up, and no one out front seemed to care, so fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got kegs over there, and as with all these sort of back rooms, it's it's you know there's enough room for you to walk between these shelves and yeah, the shelves okay. aren't hard backed. They're, they're those like metal wire shelves. Um, so you can see through them. Um, but you can't, you don't have a lot of mobility. It's, it's very, it's, it, you know, it's close to your shoulders. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, Morgan's off to your left pin, uh, under the thing, which means not only is she not in your direct line to these two guys who are kind of ahead to your ahead to the right. Yep. Um, but she's also low. So if you just want to like open up yep. on this room, Morgan is like well and truly safe and Toby's up high. So he's fine. Um, um I uh, I think what I'll do then is probably crouch low with Morgan. Um, and while everyone else is, while they're distracted, I have an opportunity to get Morgan up because she is an asset. I don't want to just leave her 
uh, and like take the action myself to fight. Okay. Um, so I will like get low, kind of lift um, the shelving unit off her so she can scramble out. Okay, I like that a lot. Um, let's go with uh, athletics and brawn. Yep. Um, I'm going to say this is difficulty two, just because it's heavy and awkward and kind of like stuck in the shelf beside it. Mm-hmm. Um, could you give you um, uh, a boost for your body kind of feeling like a bag of trash right now? Um, because you already feel rough. So like overextending yourself to do this isn't really going to hurt any more than you're already yeah. hurting. Um, I'm going to give you a, a, a setback for chaos of just the, again, like the, the heavy bolter rounds. Yeah. Uh, luckily, like the wall behind you is hard enough that they're not just immediately pulping the wall, which mm-hmm. is a viable concern. Um, and I think that's it from me. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, Story points are two and three in your favor. I don't, Ooh, again, I I'm don't feel gonna, like this I'm is I'm just going to roll, baby. All right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Four successes, three advantages, one triumph. I swear I'm rolling what you told Ooh. me. I swear. Oh, okay. God right. damn. Um, I'm keeping so, a log of this if you need to see it later. But I <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Uh, thank you. I was going to ask you to repeat. So show your work after the game. Uh, suffice to say, the shelf comes up. Uh, but I'm curious to find out what happens before it flips onto these two assholes who are firing through the door, which is what will happen (laughs) as a result of your triumph momentarily. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. Atticus, you've just punched through. Uh, you learned the secret knock a long time ago. It's whatever the hell you want it to be. It's just the one knock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. You're you're the one who knocks. Um, so <laughs> you you've powed the door open um, and uh, immediately come under fire. Uh, so because you would you have had your shield up as you punch, or was it literally just punched? Yeah, okay. if I'm breaching a door to a place I don't know about uh, while we're being chased by. Uh, extremists i'm yeah i'm gonna be careful about where we go i mean it's a stretch but i'll buy it i guess oh no the guy who's good at breaching things knows how to breach um yeah i love that um okay so in that case um 
You've got your shield up, which means you're in good shape. Also, these guys are firing at a terrible angle. Like, they're not standing directly in the door or opening fire. They're standing kind of 45 degrees off the door, um, firing through. So if you're going in shield up and, and kind of with, with a mind to breach, um, I'm inclined to say... So I'm going to make you roll just because this is a world of of, of darkness and, and heresy and nightmares. They're not going to roll on me. I'm going to roll to, to, like, save, so to speak. Um... Uh, yeah, I guess I could roll on you. I'm just so used to not rolling dice in this game. I forget I can. <laughs> um, all right, great. Let's, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to open up. Um, what is your defense there, buddy, with with the shield? Four. Four. All right. Hey, shields. Yeah. Yeah. The guys firing <laughs> haphazardly are in such good shape. This is going to go so well for them. Uh, defensive four. Okay, so that's four wow, setback for me. Amazing. Um, all right, shield. It's no power shield, but it's it's a riot shield. <laughs> um, all right. So I've got uh, two green, one yellow, three purple, four setback, no boost because they turned and are firing randomly. Nice. Uh, I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade one of my dice. Cool. Which brings us to uh, three and two in favor of you. Unless anyone else wants to... Oh, uh, I have to give them a chaos dice for... What? Heavy bolter rounds ripping up a room. Uh, it'd be unfair if that <laughs> only affects <laughs> the heroes. One sided chaos. Oh, like challenge die? Yeah, yeah. Die? Um, okay. One extra setback for Gosh. for me. Um, live by the sword, die by the sword. Right. Uh, okay. I think that's it. Let's let's see how they do. One success, one threat. <gasps> Fascinating. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the good news is, uh, Tyler, I believe with with your your armor that that uh, will my, likely my be soak is nine. So I hope it is <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, that's soak of nine. <gasps> Man, you know, I'd love to say that these guys who washed out of <laughs> the Inquisition were like really well armed. Uh, but it will not surprise you to know they are a little underwhelming. Let me see, though, just in case, just in case I can maybe hurt you air so slightly. Uh, does it I, got any pierce and it's base plus one? It it does not. Uh-oh. Uh, then, uh, yeah, it's ooh, just buddies. a just a straight up las carbine. Uh, you so tried. Got six. Oh. Uh, so cute. It does one. It's got auto fire. Uh, so yeah, the um, what what hits what does manage to hit you, Atticus, just like immediately deflects off the shield. Um, you can take a boost moving forward for the uh, the threat that uh, that I pulled, or whoever rolls next can can take that. Um, so as you you kind of like storm through the door, uh, the good news is I feel like you're not going to need it for this particular moment uh, because uh, Eli fucking sharp um, with the the rage of someone who's had to pull people out from under bulkheads and stuff. Uh, you fl- you flip it up, um, Laura. What, what does Eli flipping this shelf uh, look like? Like, what is what does the scene look like? Um, it's it, for for a moment he looks unsteady, but as he kind of gets he he kind of pumps himself and that extra burst of adrenaline from both this I mean the stim, it's <laughs> adrenaline is just coursing through his body, and he just kind of roars and. And uh, and uh, but just before he lifts it up, he just says, "Get up, girl!" and just throws the thing. Um, so the two uh, redacted um, firing into the door. One of them's like, 
hey, look, enemies. And they both turn just as this thing comes, just like like Hulk's, like the Hulk flipped it, just as <laughs> this thing swings back over, um, crushes both of them into the wall. Um, their auto-firing glass carbines go off in like a big way, uh, <laughs> hitting, hitting nothing, uh, but looking so cool. Yeah. Well, it happens. Um, and uh, with that, uh, Morgan, uh, Eli, and Toby, uh, you're, you're able to make a, a rush for the door. However, um, you're almost... I forgot who Toby was for a second. Like, all right, Toby <laughs> Hawk. Toby. Never forget. <laughs> uh, hashtag, don't forget about Toby. Um, uh, Atticus storms in. Um, Valentine, would you be right behind him, do you think? Or are you... You're in a bit of an odd position here because you're being pursued, but also... Uh, Val, if, if Atticus was advancing into the room, he would follow because Atticus wouldn't advance if there was overwhelming firepower. He, but he used them like a human shield. Like, it's very much stay on the SWAT yeah, guy's the, shoulder. The, yeah, the, the yeah. one hand on the shoulder VIP thing. Um, cool. Okay, so Atticus, I assume you kind of... Would you stop in the doorway or would you, like, run run in as, as the fire hits your shield? Oh, uh, it would be... Stopping as rounds hit me to as like assess the situation, but I, I begin to uh, yeah I would he would move in to crush whatever's shooting at him, and if it's been crushed, he's going to see if the crusher needs to be crushed, whatever that is. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. So I think it's safe to say that like the guy closest to you is still up when you walk in. So just give him the old uh, 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 U.S. agent uh, shield. Yeah. A, a love tap on the noggin from a power fist. Yep, sure. there you go. Um, yep. Valentine will headshot the, headshot the next one who's pinned by the shelf. Just great. So, straight up execution. Uh, and then look into the room and say, we're looking for Morgan Rawls and Eli Sharp, and then we'd like to get out of here. Uh, and immediately <laughs> Gibson says, pardon me, Lord Inquisitor, but this is the safe house of which I spoke. My compatriots are sieging it right now, and soon we shall win the day. Excellent, but I would like to not be shot by them. And most of all, I would like to make sure... Please tell me that you two are Morgan Rolls and Eli Sharp, or this is tremendously awkward. Um, uh, and Eli levels his combat shotgun in Valentine's face and says, Who in the Emperor's name is asking? I'm Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. This is Colonel Atticus. You should lower that weapon, and then we can all leave this room together in the Emperor's service, or some of us will leave it in pieces. Yes, Atticus is very close now. <laughs> Atticus <laughs> is not respecting the personal space of some people in this room. Uh, and I, uh, and Valentine has, like, what is obviously inquisitorial, like, insignia on him. Yeah, like he's got the like inquisitorial insignia is on. Like he's in a so Valentine just as like a recap is in yeah. a full commissar's uniform with the silver breastplate. Only he's wearing a rosette over it. He has an active refractor field, so about six to eight inches out from his whole body is just a glittering field. Uh, and he does have the Inquisition symbol at the top of his cap because he was trained as a commissar and then joined the Inquisition. So mm. he wears a little bit of both. So it's okay. all very Aquila with inquisitorial okay. subtlety, but the rosette is fully on display. So Eli, he's holding the shotgun and just does kind of like a once over a Valentine and then just swings the shotgun up and over his back and be like, five bloody years, five. And he just starts trudging out the doors like you, five, And Valentine will just grab him on the shoulder and just be like, yes, 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 five years. I'm sure it's been very bad. There's an army of redacted out there. Also, the other way is apparently a heavy bolter. Get the shotgun back out. 
Uh, you, Morgan, uh, you seem to be the smarter one of the two of you. How do we get out of here without dying? You can tell that easily, can you? All right, follow me. There's an exit that they all came from. And Bird goes overhead, and she's going to walk towards that extra exit. Um, and uh, Gibson kind of slows his pace, and he's, like, looking back towards the front room. Um, and uh, he just kind of says, uh, But, uh, pardon me, uh, Lord Inquisitor, friends, new friends, um, but my compatriots, they're laying siege, and surely if we join our arms... At which point, a uh, heavy bolt around uh, takes him in the chest and just... You you always wanted to paint this place, and uh, he saved you the time, because now uh, Gibson Offenlander is just a mosaic of... Jackson bits. Pollock painting? Yeah, 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 like a, a Jackson Pollock yeah. painting of, of guts and, and spray and viscera um, all over the backs <laughs> of the walls. I, I, I'm imagining the whole party getting sprayed except Valentine because it hits his refractor field and goes down. So just everyone's red except him. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like yes. shapes of all of you on the back wall. You really, you left an impression, is I think what I'm getting at. Um, but. Uh, and Eli uh, under his breath, like typical Inquisition, not getting their own hands dirty. <laughs> um, and do you all jump down the, jump down the chute? Oh, yeah. The moment Morgan goes, Valentine's in. Yeah. Atticus goes. Oh yeah, she's like Eli. More walking, less quibbling. Uh, <laughs> Just teeth grinding. <laughs> and the quibbling continues uh, as you, uh, the four of you, and um, uh, Kotzgar leap down into the delivery shaft. So you're immediately like, this isn't a pleasant wide space. This is where the beer gets delivered uh, and the Amersec and uh, the Viking and everything else you sell. Um, so this is almost like, you can think of it almost like a bootlegger's tunnel. Like it's it's just a, a small cramped, you can't quite stand up. Um, Atticus, you're a short guy though, right? Yep. Yeah, so Atticus is fine. Uh, but everybody He's else- wise, though, like- yeah, yeah. I mean, like your head is fine, but you're you're, you're you yeah. have to do the side the side yeah. shimmy walk, um, and uh, you know just reeks of of uh, soil and uh, and kind of uh, stale booze. Um, you can kind of like you're crunching on broken glass uh, underfoot as uh, as you make your way out. Um, there's also a lot of dirt. And Morgan, I think, as the person most familiar with with kind of the layout of everything and who who led everyone down here. Um, Sure enough, as as Toby ascertained earlier, um, the wall of the delivery chute has been um, bored out, um, and so there's still the there's an exit to the street ahead of you, which will take you back out into the alleyway that um, uh, Valentine and Vis just came through a little bit further down that alleyway, but out there, um, or there's the the route that's been bored in by the redacted. Where do you want to go? Um. Well, we know it's in the street mostly, so I think she would send Toby out first mm-hmm. and let him go to his, towards the new exit, see if there's more people there or not, kind of keep them high, scout him out, and she would put her arm out and be like, let me momentarily check here. Okay. Um, so just to make 100% clear that we're, mm-hmm. we're on the same page, this these are very, like, super tight confines, and the, the hole that's been born in is also tight confines. Like, there's not a lot of vertical space for Toby. So okay. he can be up top, but it's not, he's not like soaring above right, in right, anything. Right. Yeah. Um, he can slip in and up if there's vertical space, but he's going to be very exposed for a moment. You're cool with that? Okay. Yes. Right. 
Um, okay, so are you trying to do this stealthily with Toby, or is it just like go go fast, fly fly? No, I think it's it's stealthy because it's just a he has the eagle eyes. It's more just a scout, and that's why I'm saying he's trying to stay into dark edges where he's going to be. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, cool. Well, let's go with with stealth then using Toby's uh, Toby's stats. All right, and the difficulty. Um, before I do difficulty, I just want to see on weigh-ins. Uh, Valentine, is there anything you'd be doing? To assist with this now obviously you don't really know about the the robot bird but i think <laughs> as you see morgan like sending it um i just know like with your auspice and other things you tend to like tag in on stuff like this yeah i think he would be doing the the close range scanning because his aspects can cover some like pretty decent scan distances let me just find the exact rules for it yeah, so he can he it gives like two boosts to perception checks, uh, and it can also reveal things beyond sight. But it also looks through walls fifty centimeters thick. Um, oh, anything okay. less than fifty centimeters, he can scan. So if he can scan down the tunnel to at least see if this weird robot bird she's going to unleash is going to like run into a person, yeah, yeah, he you would like to can. know, yeah, yeah. Um, and it okay. doesn't specifically say it like any of that stuff, but. Toby also has an inbuilt Auspex, and the bird has one in it, too. Ah, yeah, okay, I like that. <laughs> so, Ryan, why don't we roll with yours? Great. So what's my difficulty, Tom? Um, all right, so um, I think for the scan, you're in good shape, and you're you're piggybacking off of Toby, so I'm going to say difficulty two. Okay. Um, you're in the tunnel, so I'm going to give you a setback just for bad reception. <laughs> Uh, it's shitty down here. Um, no chaos dice this time because the chaos is up there. You're down here. Um, and then I will give you a boost for being able to piggyback off of uh, Toby as well. Great. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll just roll it because Valentine doesn't treasure this bird, if that makes sense. This is, <laughs> it is a functional tool to him, but he does not know it has any emotional significance. I mean, dude, I've seen what you do with your party members who we know have emotional significance. Like, it's yeah. fine. Fair. That is two successes and two advantage. Okay, amazing. Nice. Um, so immediately uh, you get a, a, a ping for kind of a large metallic object of some sort uh, that you can kind of... Uh, the auspice is, in my head at least, it's always operated a bit like the alien um, yep. like sonar piece, right? So you get like a large signature um, and then um, a, uh, a smaller blip uh, just behind it that seems to be kind of um, darting back and forth slightly. All right, I'm getting a large metallic return and then a smaller one. Are either of them life signs, Tom? Yes. Or are they both? Uh, one, one, is, uh, one is not. Uh, the large one is not. Uh, the smaller one, uh, you are getting life signs. You're getting uh, elevated pulse. Um, and uh, what, what, what sounds, I mean, I don't think the, the auspice picks up sound necessarily other than like maybe like sound bouncing off things. Yeah, it's not like a microphone. I don't think it would pick up. Other, like Valentine's got mechanical ears. So mm. if the auspice is hearing it, he'd be uh, hearing it. Yeah, so I would say the auspice doesn't pick up like the sound necessarily, but you are getting readings that there is sound occurring from from beyond the space. Ah. You can't pick up what it is, but it's like registering, you know, elevated heart rate and um all right, so I'm getting one life sign and a large metallic presence, which makes me think we're dealing with a turret of some kind, or some kind of a large gun or weapon aimed directly into the tunnel. Can your bird survive that kind of firepower? Nothing direct and long-standing, no. So we could take right, our we chances without sight. 
If we send the bird backwards to go out the door that we blew in and the bird goes up and over, could it perhaps make a move that we could time so it could rush whoever's on the cannon and we could rush out? That is very possible, yes. All right, everyone else, take a knee. It's time for the bird to do its thing. All right, so Del, let's go ahead with uh, stealth for uh, Dear Sweet Toby. All right. He's going to pop out into the street, um, loop around uh, to the adjacent uh, building that you know they, mm -hmm. they drilled in through. Uh, I think, uh, just because I think it's quaint in a 40K universe, uh, we're going to say this is a bike repair shop. Um, <laughs> but like in a weird hellscape hive land. So, you know, the bikes are, are kind of metal as hell, but um, uh, yeah, bike, bike repair shop. All right. So stealth and the difficulty. Um, because there are pursuing people out in the alley and there are presumably people in the, uh, the bike shop basement, I'm going to give you a uh, difficulty of four. Okay. And I'm going to spend a story point to spike one of those, bringing right. us to um, one in four in your favor. All right, and then I'll spend a story point also, and it's basically a straight roll at this point. Um, but yeah, we'll spend that story point because mm -hmm. none of them are actually hunting a robot bird. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yep, hundred percent. Yeah, not yeah. on their bingo sheet for the day. All right, I don't. I don't think there's anything else I can uh, do. Dell, I'll give you um, a boost for Valentine's uh, auspics picking up stuff. Helping you have Pia. a rough sense of of where things. Are. It's not a complete, like, go out there and find something. It's like, here's, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see how this boy do. <laughs> oh, my baby boy. Two successes, one advantage, one triumph. <laughs> I love reading the results out in the voice. <laughs> Morgan just says it to the air. <laughs> you know what that means. You've used auspics before, yes. <laughs> yes I, <laughs> I think in specific terms. It's called Genesis way of thinking. I think what yes. we're learning is that Toby has Genesis programming. So when Toby <laughs> achieves a mission, it's actually related yeah. back in these terms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a little feed out. It's got all the little colored dice <laughs> inside of her brain it. showing up. Yeah, it's a real bummer they discontinued the Toby system because they lost the license to Toby. That was a real bummer. Um, all right. So, um, damn, that is a lot of wins. Um, so it was pretty... It was the exact same role except for that boost. So, <laughs> all right. So, Morgan, uh, tell me, uh, tell me what the majestic, uh, like, what what does Toby doing his thing look like? Yeah, Toby. I'm imagining that Toby can be pretty sneaky because he is a big metal bird, but he's kind of old, and I think he's had multiple coats of paint, so he's got a little bit of like matte black kind of patches on him and stuff like that. So I think he just swoops through. It's like a bullet going by and then back around. So when he's like against the night sky, it's just like a black silhouette. Mm -hmm. And as he comes back around and down, Morgan would also know the exact moment that he's coming in that he would swoop in on the other side and see everything. Amazing. So, um, yeah, I also I was thinking as you were describing that um, of a little bit of the uh, like the bat or the pterodactyl like little claw hangs mm -hmm. um, where like once if you need to just kind of like digging the claws into a wall and just being a, a shadow. Um, so uh, Toby has no difficulty with this. The uh, redacted uh, troops out, out in the back um, come like a couple of them are, are rushing, but they're doing basically what Atticus did. They're <laughs> like doing a, like a breach and clear on the door, not being sure exactly what's going on, knowing that there's action happening in there, not really being sure the lay of the land. 
um, but like panicking and, and kind of running around. Um, so Toby swings out, you know, as you mentioned, blur against the night sky in through one of the shattered windows of the bike shop um, over the body of the dead owner um, down the, uh, the stairs into the basement that is like set up almost like a, an excavation site, like just a, you know, those, those big, like, you know, work lamps with the, the metal grid on them. Um, everything is wired terribly uh, into, you know, generators and other things. Um, and as uh, Toby comes swooping in, um, uh, his uh, scanners pick up just like uh, a large portly bald man um, who has taken off his uh, redacted cowl uh, and is just like red faced from kind of like clearly having a hard time breathing through this thing down here, uh, manning a giant drill. Um, and um, he's just uh, standing there going like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right, Mateo, you got this. You got this. If anyone comes through here, you give them the drill. You gotta give them the drill. Oh, it's, oh, I should have brought. Oh, I really should have brought. Oh, some refreshments. Oh, it is hotter down here than I thought. Okay. You got this, Mateo. You got this. What does Toby do to Mateo? Toby just comes in and swoops down, and at the last minute, it's it's probably extra spooky because he has tiny little red glowing eyes. So in just in the blackness, and his big grapple claws come out, and they're shocky grapple claws. So I think it just grabs onto his face and shocks, and probably just electrocutes everything oh, in the vicinity. My God. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mateo just like turns and it's it's like when bruce wayne has his nightmares of the bat (laughs) just like red glowing eyes um him in the face yeah yeah yeah. and he he just manages to go necrons um before you uh the talons like pull into him start electrocuting him he falls back the drill gets turned on uh through the the electricity surging through the room as the lights begin to blow um his body gets swept up in the drill uh, uh and just like oh no just swung around and eviscerated spraying the space uh just uh as you know all the fixtures burn out um uh, plunging the room into darkness uh, except for the two red glowing eyes of Toby, um, which alongside the the squishy footsteps of his uh, grim work are what greet the party as you make your way into the bottom of the abandoned bike shop. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics.
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two Flat Earthers kidnap a Freemason.